0: Hi guys, welcome to Hitman. This is Sameer Alana and I have today a special guest with me, Niharika Rana.
1: Hi Sameer.
0: So, uh, today basically our plan is to have a preview of the semi-finals for the World Cup, India vs. New Zealand and Australia vs. England. Uh, we are going to not waste much of your time and we are going to straight away start with discussing tomorrow's game, that is India vs. England. Uh it will be twelve by the time we are record, like by the time the podcast comes up. So, let's say today. So Neharika, what are your what do you think? What are your first thoughts about India versus New Zealand? Who do you think will emerge victorious tomorrow?
1: Uh, so well, it's going to be a very interesting contest tomorrow because India is the inform team right now. Bearing the blip against England, they have been very useless against the opposition. Yes, they survived against Afghanistan narrowly, but then. If you look at the other matches, they have been pretty ruthless. And while you have New Zealand as well, who put easy wins in the starting, but then faltered at the end three times against Pakistan, New Zealand, and, uh, and England and Australia. Sorry for that. But then, uh, like, you can say that, I'll put it, as, India was in New Zealand as a rampant team against the one which doesn't favor that much. Because, honestly speaking, I have heard from many people, they are saying that, you know what, New Zealand is going to be very easy. Yeah, New Zealand But I don't think that this will be the same because these guys are the ones who were the gunner up in the previous World Cup exactly. and they were pretty much deep less then. Yes, it'd be seventeen days since they won last match in the World Cup. That's when West Indies matched with Carlos was which almost threatened to take the match away. But then you can't just stay with New Zealand of what they can do or not. They are the dark horses, they have the resources for them, but the main thing in knockout matches is that what happens tomorrow, how a team handles the pressure, how they keep their calm and go about their thing. That is going to be the key. And I think Virat also said the same thing like on similar lines in the press conference as well. So, yes, I'm expecting a very cracking crash, not a one-sided encounter, because mostly speaking, I don't like one-sided matches in knockouts at all. And I don't think you also do like one-sided matches in the knockouts. No. You want to like as well. Absolutely, right? Of course. Right?
0: Of course we want an exciting game, but not exciting enough like the last World Cup semi-finals between South Africa and Asia. Yeah. Exciting, but like, we should win it comfortably. <laughs> absolutely, because
1: it, it's good for the game, it's good for the fans, and it's good for the players as well, absolutely. Exactly. So yes, I want a cracking match tomorrow, whoever, irrespective of who wins, we want a cracking match tomorrow, that's all.
0: Okay. uh, So, uh, I'll get to your point about, you know, India India preferring New Zealand above England and Australia. Now, if you look at the other teams, you know, uh, England, they have oscillated between brilliance and then between mediocrity. But then again, uh, England went on to defeat India. And we know, like, if England gets to bat first, you know, it's going to be a very difficult task for the opposition. Uh, Speaking about Australia... Ever since India has defeated them, the way they have turned up in the World Cup and the way they have performed, uh, David Warner is in superb form. And, you know, every, everyone else has been stepping up for them. So, Australia, that makes them very threatening and especially playing Australia in a World Cup. Uh, there was a tweet the other day that, you know, Yuvrad Singh remains the only person to have stopped Australia from qualifying for the semi finals in the last 20 years, which is a very big fact. So, yeah, I wanted to bring it up. So coming back, uh, New Zealand now with the weather reports coming in early, you know, there are going to be overcast conditions and the New Zealand's biggest strength so far has been paced and the uh, trio of Lockie Ferguson, Trent Bolt and uh, Matt Henry, they have taken like 42 wickets between themselves already. So this is going to be an interesting battle, especially if New Zealand uh, bowl first because then with the overcast conditions to be there and you know we don't know if it's going to rain or not whether it's going to rain or not but it's going to be interesting to see Rohit Sharma and Rahul facing Trent Bolt at his best you know and the conditions he likes and if maybe India can you know like survive the first 10-15 overs without losing a wicket like they have done very well so far then I think India is taking the game away from them but if not if we have an early early uh, if New Zealand get an early breakthrough Maybe then India will be is going to be tested because that middle order that looks very fragile. What do you think about that?
1: Absolutely agreed with you, Sami. That and Raina will actually see out the first ten overs by Trent Boult and Match injury. and I'll just throw up some uh, numbers in front of you. Like like in whatever the ODI Suresh has batted in his career, he has been dismissed 23 times by the left chasers and 16 times between. The 0-20 match, I don't know, Zero to 20 He has been 16 times with a left arm face So, that makes almost good for Trent ball. And regarding Gold, he has been in superlative form against the Indians. Like, you see the Hamilton match in January this year when India was there in the series. Like, how he burst through the Indian batting to get a 5 score and see the match to all out. And I mean, the Wellington match as well... Uh, I think so. India were 18 for 4 before Ambati Raidu and Vijay Sankar rescued them. And then in the warm matches as well, India was 39 for 4 and then they slumped to 179 all out. But then the warm matches, that was at the Oval. This is in Manchester. That also, was the warm match. This is a normal match. It's a completely different scenario. But yeah. then one should never forget that how devastating bowl can be like what I just listed. Um, through all the figures of Hamilton and all, by speaking of Hamilton and all that, that he can be a devastating effect. But then this World Cup, if you have a closer look, like Rohit Sharma, he has been more vigilant against the lefty pacers, like Amit Stark, or uh, Mustafi and Amohga Ahmed, He has been vigilant against them. He has seen them and then gone into the beast mode. So yes, if Rohit Sharma is able to see out Trent Bolt, then it's an added advantage. And regarding KL Rahul, like he got a very good hundred per Sri Lanka. Let's face it, he needed it the most after getting all those fifties and not converting it. big. he needed it the most. And this Rahul has been a good, a good addition with Rohit, like in the starting of the match against Pakistan, something if you remember, they were just having problems calling the yes or no.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. And and men, they are just. Uh, and then so they have settled pretty well in the opening career, so credit needs to be given to Rahul as well. But then, uh, what I'll be curious is that how Henry, Ferguson, and Bolt him on that off stump line and the and the channel line uh, and then the channel as well. Because what I see is that Rahul is a bit circumspect over that line line, and I'll be just pretty interested to see that how he tackles them when the ball moves and if it's overcast. And if the tag was overcast that caused rain, then how he hopes up about that, that as well. Because it will be a good challenge for Rahul as well. And uh, regarding uh, Lockheed Ferguson, like he, uh, he has been the highest wicket-taker at 17 wickets. And the most important thing is that he has been more effective in the middle overs the when mm-hmm. he has taken 12 wickets. And this considered at an economy rate of just 4.4. I mean, that's just staggering. Yes, New Zealand lifts him when they lost to England very badly in their final league match. And now that he is fit and he is coming back, then yes, it is a bit of a danger sign for India. But then, let's see what happens. Because whatever is determined is not by what you talk or what we talk, it is determined by what happens actually on field on Tuesday. That's all. But yes, it will be a very interesting challenge between India's top three versus New Zealand spacers. Yeah. That will be very interesting for yeah.
0: me. I tell you. We haven't had a discussion about Virat Kohli yet. Now he. Yeah, is but then on...
1: I mentioned I oh. my... we do not ask me.
0: So exactly <laughs> now when we speak of Virat Kohli, he was expected to be you know India's India the, he was going to be expected to be India's mainstay, but uh, mm-hmm. fortunately we have had Rohit Sharma stepping up in the World Cup and showing you know his showing his mettle and all. So mm-hmm. there is one notion that Virat Kohli has one of his knocks overdue. And one of his big knocks over you. And I expect maybe if we lose an early wicket against New Zealand, maybe this is the time, you know, he'll show up. And, you know, he he has batted really well. If you see in the middle, he has looked very comfortable. And he has always looked fluent. There's no doubt about about it. But then again, you know, the talk about converting his 50s, 60s and 70s into big 100s, the ones he's known for. So looking forward to Virat Kohli finishing something like on tomorrow. Uh I'll come to the middle order now. Uh India's middle order problems have remained the same since the last two months, since the last six months, one year, two year, three years. Maybe I can I can tell you like ever since two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven I'll say India has been having this middle order problem. So do you think like now we, we very we we very nicely know like Rishabh Pant is someone who will just come in, just go slogging all that. Some days it might work for India, some days it might not. And the biggest fear for India is if it doesn't work because then you have batsmen like MS Dhoni. Now, Dhoni is low in confidence. Of course, he is someone who can, uh, you know, play a lot of dot balls. No, I won't say play a lot of dot balls. Of course, he can, you know, carry on the innings to another level. He, But at the same time, you know, you need someone in front of him, you know, who, like, st- stands out. Like, for example... Uh, dhoni can you know rotate the strike well uh, of course he has struggled in, in a few matches as we have seen but then again uh, his experience in the middle orders would be very important for india and in a big game like that so someone in the middle order will have to step up if the top order fails if the top order fails you want someone like a rishabh pant or someone okay. like a hardik pandya to step now you don't know if dinesh Karthik, which of dinesh kartik or kedar of features tomorrow but again i will just feel you know, like the middle order is a little bit topsy turvy and I hope like, you know, someone from the top order stands up and I might, I am expecting Virat to do it tomorrow.
1: Yes, we should expect that in Virat Kowli should score runs because he has we had a run of five consecutive fifteen in the World Cup as well. Yes, he hasn't been able to convert that. But then in the in the PC if you go through his course, he actually has mentioned the point because I haven't read through the whole thing, but then Virat's role is very different this time around. Like when the bowlers are scoring, a plethora, of, uh, and then you have a player who is chipping well, so Virat's role is like a glue that like we have to keep one side and the other side together, no matter how many, how many, how many runs he gets. What
0: do you think like about, about a medal order, Meharika? Or what do you think like about the middle yeah,
1: order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just coming over. I was just making sure. my point with sure. sure. So yeah. So so basically, it is like that. He is the glue right now. And he is your link between the middle order and the opener and who is keeping the team intact. And yes, coming to your question regarding the middle order, uh, I am here to feel that like it is India's soft underbelly right now. Like they have a top order with very, in a very hot streak but then we have a soft underbelly in the form of the middle order because like uh, with the runs, with the, with the 5 centuries who had that score 647 runs and the support is falling Rahul Kohli, So, India Middle order hasn't exactly got uh, under, a, under a very good test. Like, Harpeth Mantra, yes, he got the 40s. Dhoni, yes, he rescued with the 50 against the West Indies. But then, I still feel that Middle order is a bit soft. And that could be a point where New Zealand can exploit it. And Nishra is still having his moment while Dinesh Kartik has battered in just one match. So, yes, middle order is a big circumstance. And regarding the Kebabs or Dinesh card thing, I just want to actually tell you, Sameer, that uh, India that India has uh, that I have a case of India picking Kebab And You asked me why.
0: <laughs> Please tell me.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. Like, uh, if you remember the 2016 uh, home series in which New Zealand came to India, Dhoni was the captain at that time and he had tried Kibaj as a bowler, if you remember. Yes. Exactly. and from there he got this lingy or offspring action which is pretty much like floating and I'll tell you one thing like I just researched before coming here on the podcast that you know Kedar has dismissed Kane Williamson and Tom Latham twice Wow, he that has is
0: something. dismissed
1: Henry Nichols Ross Taylor Sadner and Nisham once because he has 9 wickets in total and he has taken just the both Kedar Radha has taken against any even. Uh, one day international cricket, and his economy rate is actually pretty much less than 5. So yes, mm-hmm. uh, with all these things, the things look very much like tempting for India to get Jadar win. But then the fact is that, are you ready to give, get Jadhav in in place of the race? just means just two World Cup matches, because Jadhav gives you a six bowling option. And before we come to discuss about the bowling, I'll just tell you that Personally speaking, that only going with five bowlers is not a pretty cool idea for me because what, what, what if one of them gets an off day? None of your top order guys have a goal except for Vedat. And I actually joked in the PC that I'll get a goal if I don't slip. Of course, so,
0: that's a will you,
1: will you. so, will you are you actually willing to bring Vedat for the fifth bowling option, I guess, and for the NBA, which you call he has against New Zealand, or will you just still retain with Kaatik? And that's a headache for this for the special company for me because what do you think like do you think that data should come in or do you think that Carter should be given a, another run?
0: Okay uh, so coming to the bowling options now uh, I think yes I totally agree with your point that we do need a six bowler in case one of them has a bad day to you know just take off like 3-4 hours of that. I know but so
1: it is a knockout match you yeah, Exactly I never. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, according to me, I never had Dinesh Karthik as an option, you know, even playing for India except for the middle order and I think if he, he cannot bat in the middle order, I don't think, you know, we require Dinesh Karthik in the lower order. In fact, of course, we need a spinner and now there is going to be a debate between Ravinder Jadeja as well because uh, he can bat as well, he, he, he bowled well in the last game. But okay. if you see, you need a proper batsman in the top 7 and hence, I would be shifting a little bit towards Kedar Jadav. He needs to be brought back. He, bl- he batted well in one of the games, I guess, against Pakistan. Yeah, he got, he got that runs against Afghanistan. Afghanistan, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so he, he played well in that game. And he is a reliable option in the lower order. He can bat well. He can bat through. Like, for example, uh, if, India, if there's a position where India comes, like, 40 runs, mm-hmm. India needs 40 runs on 30 balls, you know, you'll rather trust him than Rishabh Pant. So, yeah. I I do think that Kedar Jada should be playing tomorrow instead of Dinesh Karthik. Uh coming to the bowling now. Um, India India's bowling performance has been absolutely splendid, no doubt about that. Just Bumrah, I I just run out of words to describe him. He has been like a sensation for India the last few years. The way he yeah. has bowled at that, no matter how settled the batsman is, batsman is keep you know bowling the Yorker, yorkers on point. He has an economy of 4, 4.5, lesser than 4.5, which is absolutely magnificent. Um, he is the highest record taker for India. Next, before we come up to, uh, now, there has been a debate about Bhuneshwar or Mohammed Shami. I think it can be put to rest because tomorrow we have overcast conditions. So, of course, we will have both of them playing. But again, uh, I'll just say that I do feel, according to me, Mohammed Shami should be the preference. Because he has managed to take wickets. He has managed to take early wickets in the first 10 He That has, you know, put the opposition under pressure most of the time. Yes, his bowling has been absolutely wavered in the depth. And that's something which should concern India. But again, if you ask me to choose between bhuvaneshwar Kumar and Mohamed Shami, I do feel Shami deserves the go. Because he has been taking wickets fluently. Coming to bhuvaneshwar Kumar, uh, he had a very bad match in the last game. And... The fact that Hardik Pandya bowled better than him should raise questions, you know, Like, Is he exact, is he, is he India, like he, should he be the go-to pacer of India after Jaspreet Bumrah? I feel no. But then again, if as I said earlier, because of the overcast conditions, Bhundishma Kumar is likely to play. So no, no debate about that. Uh, coming down, we have, no, I think the biggest concern for India, and th- before that, I'll co- I'll complete a pacers thing. Uh, I am absolutely happy with the way Hardik Pandya has bowled. Uh, he has managed yeah. to bowl co- consistently, he has been bowling 10 overs. Before this, there was a time, you know, when Virat could didn't trust him much. He used to bowl like 4-5 overs from him or 6 overs. He never used to bo- end up bowling his full quota. So, watching Hardik Pandya consistently bowling 10 overs is a delight. And the fact that he took wickets in the last game, if he can keep doing that regularly, I'll I'll be very happy to... You know, like, he he's contributing both as a bowler and as a batsman as well.
1: Absolutely. Like, because the biggest plus for me in terms of India's bowling has been that Mohamed Shami has come and skipped the quickly quickly and more so because, hard, and also Hardik Pandya. he is also immersed as a goal bowler. Like, he has been effective with his variations, like, of flowers, cutters, and the flower bounces he has. And yet, and the biggest thing about Hardik Pandeya, Dishamaran, has been like yes, bounce, bounce back ability as well. Like you see in the starting spell, he goes for runs, but then he bounces back well to stem the flow of runs. And in the middle, also he gets a lot of wickets. Like I'll just show you one thing with you. Like this time for India, in the middle overs, in the has taken nine wickets, and just yes, you come second half we He has. He has uh, taken 8 wickets, middle overs, and second after help he take that much middle wickets. And you can also say that uh, most, of, uh, most of the damage he did was in the middle overs as well. Like, if you remember the Bangladesh texture, if you remember, Samir?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Bangladesh was in which he took... was in the middle overs itself. And that is a very big thing because Virat Kohli has been making him go all 10 overs. And he has been doing the job for his captain. And mainly, sometimes I feel that because of Hardikwanda doing his job, that's why they haven't, uh, you, that's why they have used kebabs very steady exactly. And that's why you can feel that, okay, that today's Tatek has come up because Hardikwanda is filling it up very well as yourself a bowler. So, how do you need this ovals? How, how do you utilize him? That's why. I want to feel that as well. But then Hardikwanda has been playing with the ball. He has been in with those. Uh, nice forties as well. And regarding Mohamed Sami, yes, he did get hit for runs, but then that was in the match against England because in that match when he took, when he completed his five wickets, so what happened is that he got hit for 44 runs in three overs and I remember that particular over against Bento in which he I think so gave 15 or 17 runs and that he was bowling with full toggle and length delivery, and then somehow accepting it gladly and sending him over to the pound So, yes, that talent issue mean, can be sorted, but otherwise, Sami is an asset. I mean, for a bowler who has taken your know, 14 matches in a four matches, including a hat trick against Afghanistan, I mean, I don't see any reason of him being, you know, kept out of the team unless okay. an injury issue is there. And if that is Munich Kumar, like I feel that he was pretty much like out of rhythm. So, that's So I am saying that if you compare Bhuvnesh Kumar and Mohammed Shami, then Bhuvnesh hasn't taken a wicket in the first ten overs. Yes, he has taken six matches, but he hasn't taken a single wicket in the first ten overs. And if you compare that to Mohammed Shami, he has taken four wickets in the first ten overs. But then but then one it comes boils down to one thing. Like it is Shami who takes wickets with a new world versus Bhuvaneshwar who just competes less in the death overs and takes wicket as well. Like uh, in the match against England, Shami had taken three wickets but completed forty four, which is very costly. And against Bangladesh also, uh, he didn't take up any he didn't take up any wicket uh, any and uh, like that. And Dungesu had taken up one wicket Plus he has just conceded 18 runs in the end of the two overs. So yeah, I mean, that's for India to actually, you know, think that they have to get Shami instead of Bhuvneshwar, They'll have to actually get a guy who gives you a batting death as much as Bhuvneshwar gives you. So basically, it's a toss-up between Bhuvaneswar and Shami uh, because Shami's world skills versus Bhuvneshwar. Death over skills. Totally. And it's a contract for the thing. It's a for the team management, I would say. It's a, happy, it's a headache for the team management. Like whom they choose one. Should they choose the one with the, who gives you a good option the goal, or should they choose one who gives you a reliable option in the debt over?
0: Exactly. that. Uh, but I do feel that is a headache for the finals, because tomorrow I am very confident that India will be playing all their faces. So, uh, let's come to the spin department now. Uh as you see, both the spinners haven't like before the before the world before the World Cup started, you know, we expected like okay mm. both these spinners are going to play a very crucial role for India. Yeah.
1: And let's, let's
0: play exactly. And if you see Yuzvendra Chahal did well in the one game, in the one two games, but then again if you see he has been conceding a lot of runs. When he tends to go wayward he ends up conceding a lot of runs when batsman, you know, like try to uh, go try to start hitting him again on the other hand Kuldeep Yadav he hasn't been amongst the wickets he has taken like six wickets in seven games his bowling average is above 50 which is the highest among any Indian bowler so far in the World Cup so that is a big concern for India and Ravinder Jadija he came up and he bowled well in the one odd game he got so if India plays one spinner and if India plays two spinners, who are who are going to be a one? Who is going to be a one spinner? And if India plays two spinners tomorrow, then who, is, who are going to be a two spinners?
1: See, like according to me, like Yusuf not has to be there. He gives you a very good control option, and he he has variations in his hand. And plus, he has dismissed twice, Kane Williamson, and ODS. Right. and even Kuldeep has also dismissed Williamson twice.
0: Right. So
1: you don't, you don't see any uh, difference between these uh, these two, but then. Tahel gives you how much uh, reliable option with the ball, and why reliable? Because he gives you he gives you very stable thing that okay, even if I get hit, na I can come back and I can.
0: He doesn't change his bowling plans exactly. He no?
1: doesn't change his plan. He won't change his line and lift. If if his down leg uh, if his down leg wala line won't work, na he will just resort to another line, and we'll see that okay, if this works then it's good. Otherwise. Plan B. And he has plans like Plan A, B, C, D, he has. So, Chahal is more so liable he has, uh, I would call, a bit of, you know, backing from well because of this thing. And he is putting up on Whereas, if you see Kuldeep, then yes, he doesn't have a rough world according to me. But then, uh, if you want to please all your three pacers, then only Chahal. And also, and also, you will have to get a Keda jada because you need to distribute it without overs of pins. And if you don't want the Jada, then go for Ranandajadeja. Simple. Exactly. Because it's like that because see, if you have their three pacers, then it will be Bobi, Mumra, Shami, then you have a Pandya, you have a Sahal, and then you have to decide between one of jada for Ranandajadeja who plays the sixth.
0: So we have made our choice. What's, what's your take
1: on this? Like, do you want a you do you want Kuldeep or Sahal together, or, uh, or Sahal or with one hour of Kuldeep or Dadeja? Because here also you have a problem.
0: See, if uh, like mostly the conditions are going to be overcast, so for me it's going to be just one spinner who is using Indra Chahal. And again, as you told. Uh, using the Chahal, you know, no matter if he goes for runs, he is always a reliable option. He doesn't, you know, lose his momentum. He keeps on, you know, aiming for the wickets and he actually gets them. And he has pulled well if he has taken wickets regularly. Uh, Kuldeep Yadav has been economical, no doubt about it. But then, uh, if I have to play one spinner, of course, even my choice will be Chahal. And coming to your question, like, do you want Ravinder Jadeja and Kedar Jadav? Uh, I'll go for Kedar Jadav, obviously, because he is a more reliable batting option than Jadeja and the fact that Jadeja has played just one game of course he like the speciality of him has been fielding so of course we can call him as a substitute uh, when kedar is not fielding like when Kedah is not bowling you know he can stay out of, the, <laughs> out of the ground so yeah that is all of it so that's all my take so uh, this should be the wrap up of our Indian discussion now uh, we can come up to the New Zealand one now, if we talk about New Zealand, Martin Guptill hasn't been going for a great batting form. Ross Taylor has, you know, like kind of done well, and not done well. And mm-hmm. do you think that is going to be a concern for New Zealand? Like, are, do you think, are they over-reliant on someone like a Kane Williamson?
1: Definitely, Samir. And I'll tell you one thing that I have, uh, I have uh, actually a tattoo book because, you know, in the morning I was just working and working and working on staffing. So, I'll tell you one thing. like I just calculated the uh, top scorers of every team of this World Cup and how much they have contributed to teams of them And I'll tell you one thing. Kane Williamson has, has actually scored 30.23% of New Zealand runs in World Cup. 30.23% okay. of runs in New Zealand World Cup. And I mean, that, that's absolutely staggering, I would call, because if you put, uh, if you put Williamson one side, then apart from Australia to certain extent, There isn't much more to talk about them. Martin Kapil has been out of form since that last year in Sri Lanka. Colin Mundro also got a 50 that day in Sri Lanka, but has tapered off and he's basically from Henry Nichols, who himself hasn't fared well with uh, scores like he just got 8 and 0. So, yeah, they are absolutely over-reliant on Kane Williamson. And if New Zealand, they want to score big, they need their openers to fire. They need Ross Taylor to contribute more and plus they also need support from Nisham, Tom Latham and Colin De Grandhomme as well. Because see, Tom Latham, he got a 50 against England, he got time at the crease. Nisham, he did well against Pakistan. If you remember, 97 not out, the highest ODS score. Yeah. Yeah. And Colin De Grandom, he was critical when New Zealand were chasing against Africa, and he also did a very good helping hand with the bat, with against Pakistan, which they eventually lost. So yes, like the fact for New Zealand is, that if all the batting order contributes together, even if the contribute of 40 or a 50, and one of them, uh, like a Williamson or a teenager, gets a big score, then they do have a chance of doing well against India. They can do well if and only if their
0: batting comes together and supports Williamson and Taylor. That's all. Okay, so that is going to be another problem for New Zealand. They have like a batting order which hasn't been quite reliable. Of course, Jaminisham has done well coming lower down the order. He stepped up with the ball as well. We'll be coming Mm -hmm. to that. So, uh... As we spoke, as you spoke about uh, Ross Taylor, and even he spoke about it recently in one of the press conferences, that you know he needs yeah. to you know be a supporting hand, player supporting hand to Williamson, uh, and take some more responsibility. Uh, do you think New Zealand will be under extra pressure considering that you know after a good start they have lost three back-to-back games, and also the fact that if you see if you look back at New Zealand's games, uh, they lost a very close game against West Indies. They won a very good close game against West Indies. They also had a close match against Bangladesh as well. So, it's not that New Zealand has completely dominated their opposition. Like, they haven't had a very, like, a very dominating or rocking tournament. They have won matches. They have played very close games. And then the last three games, of course, you know, it has put down the momentum for New Zealand. And that's why, you know, we have got this talk around as to why India will prefer playing New Zealand above England or Australia. So, yes, do you think that affects the team, the team morale, you know, losing three back to back games in the big tournament like the World Cup? And as you mentioned, 17 days.
1: Yeah, to some extent, that, yes, to, yes, like, we are actually in Tuesday right now, no? We have entered Tuesday, right? So, yeah. Like, 17 days since they won, last won a match in the World Cup against West Indies. And also, they just were out, they just survived with the skin of their feet. And since then, they have tapered off. But then, if you see the draw as well, uh, Sameer, like, They had easy opposition, like they had Sri Lanka first, then they had Afghanistan, Yes, they survived the Sierra against Bangladesh, then they had a South Africa against, they had a hard-stopping win. Then the game against India was abandoned at Redbridge. their first major opposition, and also got abandoned because of rain. And then they had these easy-peasy wins, and then at the end, when they got these big strong teams like Australia, who who were doing very well after after getting a beating against India, and then mm-hmm. you had a informed England as well at the end, and then you had a Pakistan as well who turned the corner too late mm-hmm. after being sashed against India. So yes, that will give that will give them worries, especially in terms of the batting department. But then it all but also at the same time gives them a good the mind space. Like they are literally underdogs in this match. Let's admit this because they are they are pretty much the underdogs in the match against. Uh, India. I'll just put it in the terms of David and Goliath. Here India is the Goliath and New Zealand is the David.
0: Don't doubt about it. I
1: tell you, I tell you, it's, it's pretty much like David, it's like team, David and Goliath. And if they have to reach for the final, they have to actually go through the Goliath. And they are on a three match losing streak and they didn't play India, but then you know one thing, for sure. Anything can happen in the knockout. You cannot win it. I cannot win it. It's just whatever happens on the field that's happened. And then New Zealand also had a good break as well, like after uh, off, off moving to England. They had a good break and then they just, and they just came back. Lockheed Ferguson of Israel has recovered from the hamstring strain. So, yes, things are falling back to New Zealand, but then how do they just shrug off that pressure, shrug off that three match losing streak? How do they stand up against India? How do they step up their game? on such a crucial day, and especially when you have a sea of Indian supporters thronging Manchester yet again, making it feel more of like bangladesh Stadium in Mumbai rather than Manchester in UK. So mm-hmm. how do they step up to that? Because they are getting questions of all factors. Their batting hasn't done well, uh, their bowling has actually saved them quite a few times, like their the bowling has been doing well, their batting hasn't stepped up apart from Valencia and to some extent, Steelers. So yes, odds are against them, but then, we all know of New Zealand that they have the ability to punch above their weight and I'm just expecting that, okay, they can just uh, they can just punch above their weight and we also also can take on the fact that in the warm match, they had prevailed over India by six wickets. So yes, there it is. Like, I'll tell you what this I mean, I'll just put up another analogy. Momentum is with India's side, but then, New Zealand, you cannot discount them at any cost on us. No yes, point. India has hard time momentum, but you cannot ever discount New Zealand. Who are the dark horses? Who can punch over the weight and they can take you a surprise? Exactly. you cannot take the budget. Actually, I've been hearing from people that it's very easy to go past New Zealand and all this and that. But then I don't believe in this. I still believe that, okay, let's let's happen something on the, on the cricket field. And then we can say that, okay, that's all, after, that's all I don't believe in this. But then I do believe that New Zealand will step up their game against India.
0: Of course, they'll step up. Now, if you see, uh, coming to your point of the underdogs one, if, of course, yeah. New Zealand have always been underdogs. And I think before a tournament, hardly anyone would have predicted New Zealand to even be making the semifinals. We thought maybe South Africa would be a better choice, so even West Indies for a to- fresh start. But of course, New- in Pakistan as well. exactly. So the way they have raised their game in the World Cup, the way, you know, every year, it's not like just this year, we have seen it every year, you know, somehow or the other, they have managed to make their way to the semi-finals. And the bowling, of course, this time has stepped up for them. Uh, there is one more crucial thing before we yeah. come to the bowling is that the New Zealand batting has failed to post 300 even once so far in the tournament.
1: Yeah, and absolutely.
0: That, that is something which and the marks, highest
1: they posted against uh, was West Indies. West like 291.
0: 291. exactly, and, and that's
1: top West Indies just fired the shot of it. And the thing is,
0: like West Indies doesn't have a great bowling attack, so 291 cannot be you know described as an achievement for them. I and mean,
1: you know what? Who scored the majority of runs in that
0: One Exactly, and if you another factor, if if you discount that 291 game, they have not gone up, gone about 250 even once. So that is something which might worry New Zealand. Like if they are batting first, you know, India won't worry because they have chased well in the last few games. Of course, the only thing that New Zealand can count upon is, you know, attacking the middle order. Once they get the early wickets of maybe Rohit Sharma and uh, KL Rahul, you know, they can start by attacking the middle order. The middle order hasn't been quite in form. And looking at New Zealand's left-arm pacers, uh, they have... They have, like, they can put up immense confidence on them, you know, to, like, they have been in immense confidence with the way they have been taking wickets regularly. And if they can expose India's weakness there, just like they did in the warm-up games, then I think New Zealand will have the momentum. But then otherwise, if India manages, like, if Rohit Sharma and K. I told earlier, manage to, you know, like, see them off, then it's going to be India all the way. Because then New Zealand, I don't think, stand a chance. What do you have to say about the bowling? Yeah. Over New
1: yeah. What I have to say about the bowling is that Lockie Foster is the best, to be very honest. And then Trent Boult has also done well. Even Matt Henry has his series wickets and Jimmy Nishib, He also fights for runs and he has kept things tight. I Anyways, mean, Mr. Sandler hasn't got many wickets, but then what I get a feel is that Sandler's role is to keep things tight, to keep his oversight. tight. And if he gives his wickets, then. It's a bonus. It's a good thing that if Sandma gets wickets while keeping things tight, that's amazing. And I'll just tell you one thing. Like, pasar, New Zealand pieces have, have taken 69 wickets, and uh, New Zealand spinners have taken 6 wickets.
0: Which might be and, all the I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'll just tell you one thing. Like, out of them, two were taken by Tien Hunnen. Okay. Like if you remember in the match against Pakistan and which you know about we might,
0: we might well see Kane Williamson avenging that under-19 wala wicket of Virat Kohli by taking him tomorrow. Oh
1: That's yes, true. absolutely. <laughs> like the picture are circulating around that collage of Kohli and Williamson as youngsters in under-19, and Kohli and Williamson just uh, leading their senior team. The things they were doing in the junior team 11 years ago these being repeated all over again. That was Malaysia 2008 under-19 World Cup. This is England 2019 Men's Team Equated World Cup. And I'll just add one thing. Like in that, and from that back, Bold Saudi and Jereza, they three are the other survivors as well. And yes, Virat only had what Jane Wilson stands for 37. And and Jane Wilson now bold a bit of often. And Virat rarely bold now. So yes, one has, there's a very interesting bit uh, small uh, battle also shaping up that will Williamson get Virat wicket or not. Very fun thing, very fun thing to see in these masses as well. Like it's because, like these things, huh? They become like a source of uh comfort, like source of religious know, comfort in terms of that okay, there is a high pressure situation, but then there is a similar a similarity which happened 11 years ago and it's repeating all over again.
0: Of course, it might throw up a challenge of because like we have yeah. often seen like you know. So, you know, like for example the bigger, a bigger example like you just mentioned Dhoni uh, Dhoni introducing Kedajadov against England in two thousand sixteen series. What if, Lincoln series. Introduces Ma- Ma- what if Lincoln might Ma- uh, what if Lincoln
1: Ma- uh, what if might Ma- introduce himself against Virat when he comes fresh off the bat?
0: That would be an interesting contest but then That would be an
1: interesting. I don't
0: contest. I think like Virat Kohli, I don't think he like he's not a such intent to give away wickets to new bowlers or bowlers who rally <laughs> wickets. So no, I don't think like but then it will be a fun contest to watch. Uh, again, uh, coming back to the spinners, Mitchell Isherwood, uh, as you told me uh, before the podcast, like he hasn't, he hasn't, you know, like quite stepped up for New Zealand. Played just one or two games. Uh, coming to Mitchell Santner, now you tell me about him.
1: Yeah, like uh, Santner, he has kept things tight, and even in the match against England, he was asked to open, and he gave five runs in his opening over. So yeah, I mean, uh, Santner has been uh doing the job for his team, like whenever he hasn't required the bowl, he has kept things tight. He has got with, he hasn't got much wickets, but then he has kept things tight, which is a very good thing because we well, need one uh, one bowler to stifle the run flow. And each body has played this one game in which he just bowled six runs six words run, so of and mm-hmm. uh, gave away thirty five runs. So yeah, I don't see Spoti giving a game again because he yeah, already has a now then you already, then, then doctor focus and in, in all likelihood will come in for a, a dim So key. So yes, you know, I don't see soothing coming up there, but then because you are keen will you you a bit of overwhelm often. He can't himself with, it. then they are to control things. So yes, I don't see soothing coming up there, but then Chancellor is keeping one in tight. That is a very important thing on New Zealand because if someone goes for a run and will he's able to keep the his side right, then he is actually maintaining the pressure which exactly. is a very important thing in these matches right. so yes Santa has been doing a good job for New Zealand and he has been pretty much an unsung guy I would say in terms of cycling the run flow.
0: yeah and if you go back yes, to 2016 if you go back to the 2016 World T20 game he was the one who caused troubles for the Indian middle yes. order that was it, That was. It.
1: So, so we might not expect a ball to K be hand, turning K that hand. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said we have to go to the highlights and watch it again.
0: Exactly. So, um, so this is what we have of New Zealand. So Niharika, quickly tell me what is the prediction for tomorrow?
1: Prediction for tomorrow. Okay. So what do you want to hear? Good things.
0: Of course, what? good things. Of course.
1: <laughs> okay. So good thing is that let's bring or stay away.
0: Oh yeah, that that has to be the thing. Because yeah,
1: you actually actually I'm just imagining some people doing the hoven to for rainbows to stay away from the match.
0: Yeah, let's hope we have a I good match. Tomorrow. I can
1: imagine that. I can imagine Dude. that that is but then uh, like like I am thinking one thing, like Manchester has actually hosted five matches this time in the World Cup. And all five have seen teams batting first win. And tomorrow, what I what I actually read is that it's a fresh wicket. It's going to be a fresh wicket, not a new surface. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be a fresh wicket. So yes, I'll just quote W. G. Grace, one of the masters of the game, that uh, when you win the toss, bat first. If you are in doubt, think about it, then bat. If you have very big doubt, consult a then bat first.
0: I think this is and a yes, quote. This is a, this, this is a quote a taken quote from Saurav Ganguly. <laughs>
1: Because I, actually, I tell you, like when uh, I'll tell you what's is interesting. Back in 2017, when India was actually crashing against Pakistan in the Sampras Toby final, I actually got this from a relative of mine who was also pretty much one of my, you know, cricket like discussion people. And, and actually, he sent me this WG Grace the quote that when, when we did all that first. And, and, and actually, I see a merit in this quote because, uh, like, I'll tell you, I will just throw up another stat. I don't know why i just started to discover the nerdy statistic side, that in the league stages of the World Cup, and were four matches were washed out due to the 27 teams have won batting first, and 14 have won facing. And if you see the last 20 matches of the World Cup league stages, the batting first team has won 16 times, while the chasing team has won just four times. And And I literally don't remember, when was the last time I saw a that's a skewed up trend in batting first. And the fact is that in your Birmingham also, in your Birmingham when you have the England or Syria semi-final, and when you have a final at the Lord's, the rest wicket will be there. There the pieces of four back first, and then the psychological advantage of getting a big score, and then the score will pressure, coupled with, if it, goes, if, it, if it becomes a deteriorating track in the batting second place, then advantage back first. So, yeah, cool with the top. Nice first. Light Drizzle will be there, but then let's hope that rain goes statered, stay away. Barish is I mean, we all need, actually have I need to have a good game, right? All 50 overs to be done. I and mean, even if it doesn't happen, then we have a reserve day tomorrow as well on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and the reserve day also has forecast of rain, so let's keep our fingers yeah. crossed.
1: <laughs> that so is also another thing, like, oh my god, what <laughs> exactly. so will happen actually now. But then, yeah. yes, excited for the clash. Excited for the mini-, mini stories and then like Kohli versus Kane, India's top three versus New Zealand bowling, then you have the New Zealand batting against the India bowler. I mean, this all makes it all interesting. I mean, you cannot take anyone for granted. You don't okay. know whoever sets up and becomes the hero for exactly. the
0: team. Exactly. And, you know, as for like, no one would have predicted, you know, like, we would have seen another India-New Zealand after the game got washed out, but we have got one, and India has a chance to defeat New Zealand, go to the final, and then play one of the best teams of the World Cup, and then beat them and win it. So, let's hope, let's hope we we don't have any rain tomorrow. We get a good 50-over game, which seems unlikely, but let's hope, there's nothing wrong in hoping. So, my prediction, I guess, uh, India will struggle for a bit maybe in the start when trend bolt starts but I think India will should comfortably win this game against New Zealand. So, I've
1: actually you know I will tell you Sameer I have actually stopped predicting that who is going to win and who is going to go. If someone comes and says to me please tell us who is going to win am like you know what it's 50-50. Like, it's a very funny game anything can happen. And we have absolutely we have
0: we have seen know. so many wayward results this, this <laughs> yeah. year. Like, no one would have expected results like that. So, yeah, yes, yeah. let's hope I,
1: Actually, Sami, I wanted to tell you one thing. I forgot.
0: Please, please, please it up.
1: Yeah, so the telecom is going to be MS Goldie's key number 50th ODI match. Right?
0: Okay, we we didn't talk about that it. Is,
1: that is such a location, right? Exactly. That is a location. An and
0: after the letter of the
1: game, going to the 50th ODS, yes, I mean,
0: I let's, let's have Let's just hope he plays the 351st ODI as well, so you know we can give a good farewell to Manas Zoni. Let's see,
1: let's see Somi, whether first
0: leg the 60 be wrapped up. Sure. So guys, uh, this is a wrap up of the preview session for India versus New Zealand. Hope you enjoyed it, and that's it from Hitman. Thank you, Niharika, so much for joining the podcast tonight. Thank
1: you so much, Somi. It was a pleasure coming back talking about the game, expressing my views, throwing up style and whatnot. not. Always a
0: pleasure coming over here. Yeah, always great to have you here. So, uh, guys, uh, that's it for Hitman and hope to see you maybe before the finals and maybe after. So, that's it from Hitman. Thank you so much again for joining. And this is Samir Lanna signing off.